Nope, we don't need to speed up the process. We don't need to nuke this. You know why? Because this is the non-microwave truth. I am CL Whiteside, the little man that could, the little man that would. And this is brought to you by Time of Grace Ministry. How have you been this 2024 so far? How have you been? I hope you can say that you've been great and that you have been blessed. And I know a lot of you are like, Brother CL, I am fighting off the demons. I am walking the path that the Lord wants me to walk. And you're going to do it big this year. Don't forget about timeofgrace.org in your spiritual journey, in your spiritual your battle that we have to face. Don't forget about timeofgrace.org. Tons of resources on there to help you spiritually mature and, and to grow in that way. Now, I need something from you. I need you to hit the five star, leave a review or hit the like button. Now, if this is your first time tuning into the podcast, you don't have to do that. You can listen to the whole episode. And then if you, when you rock with the episode, when you rock with the podcast, then you can leave the review, hit the five star or hit the like button. And the reason being just because that's why some people base if they're going to listen to the podcast or, or, or not. So go ahead and do that for a brother when you get some time. Go ahead and make that happen because we want people to hear about the gospel. We want people to hear the non-microwave truth and things from a biblical perspective. Now, let's get into our first world problem today. We're going to talk a lot about pressure. And I want you to think about pressure, 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 pressure. When it comes to pressure, what do you think causes most people to feel pressure? And when you think about yourself personally, what causes you to feel the most pressure? And I just started thinking about this and I'm like, man, it definitely has to deal with expectations, expectations that we either put on ourselves or expectations that we allow something else or someone else to put on us. Now, for myself personally, I thought about what expectations, where do I feel pressure from? And I thought about my, my job, my different roles, and I'm like, pressure for me comes from the decisions that I have to make or the decisions I get to make sometimes, I guess I should say it like that, but the decisions that I make. And when you get in different leadership roles, when you get in different positions, you make some decisions sometimes, not everybody's going to like it. And sometimes that can be pressure that I feel. Sometimes that pressure is good, though. And we're going to talk about how that pressure can be good. But sometimes that pressure can be a little draining. Because at the end of the day, everybody's not going to like every decision that, that I make. And sometimes I feel pressure in that regard. But I want to hear from you on Instagram or Twitter. My handle is championlife23. What do you think causes people to feel the most pressure? You personally, what causes you to feel the most pressure? I want to hear from you. Please let me know and be, be specific as you possibly can. Instagram or Twitter handle is championlife23. If you're on TikTok or YouTube, drop it in the comments. And this is our first world problem. It is dinner time. The title of our episode is Feel the Pressure, Love the Pressure. And I remember vividly in high school, a sports psychologist from the University of Duke coming and talking to our student body, talking to all the athletes. And this always stuck with me. He said, pressure, pressure comes from within. Now, looking at this episode today, we automatically are going to feel pressure as Christians. But how can we actually love the pressure? Because too much pressure, what, what can that do? You think about too much pressure with a pipe is going to cause the pipe to burst. Too much pressure with a volcano is going to cause an eruption. Too much pressure, anything causes some type of damage. It causes some type of, of chaos. But ultimately, it comes from within. Now, even when others try to put pressure on us, there's still a fine line with that. And. And we still have to consume it and we still have to digest it. And I think about it like pressure, like water. 
if you are constantly around it and people are giving you different things and you're drinking it, of course, you're going to feel more pressure. But let's say you couldn't drink the water. If you ate food, that is also where you can get water from. Now, let's say you couldn't eat or drink the water. If you are immersed or submerged in water, that's still going to have an effect on you. It's not going to be the same as drinking water or eating food, but it's still going to have some type of effect and influence on you. So that's what we got to just realize with pressure, because we are so engulfed in pressures because of how we are immersed or submerged with different messages and different things. And just just to give you a couple examples, like the worldly pressures that get put on us, you know, it could be based off of the things that we see with music and, and, and entertainment, or it could just be based off the environments and the surrounding that we are actually in. So like a great example would be how many young people, how many teenagers, I guess how many people in general are just told, go ahead and have sex. Let's talk about sex, baby. And it ain't got nothing to do with marriage. And nothing to do with marriage. Like that is something that we are pressured to do, whether we want to admit it or not. Um, another thing we're pressured right now to be accepting of this or, or that. And if you're not, then you are this or you are that. Like those are the messages that we're hearing in the word. Um, when you think about like how many of us feel pressure to be really, really good at something or to be perfect or to be better than this person or to be better than that. That is because that is something that we are surrounded with and we might not even realize it, but we are, but, but we absolutely are. And I see this with my students. I see this with athletes. I see this with friends. I just see this with people in general who are feeling really, really overwhelmed. They're feeling anxious. They're feeling like, man, I have so much pressure. And then there's this idea of, you know what? I feel pressure because there's so much to do. I feel pressure because like, Man, it's so much to lose. I feel pressure because this is on the line or, or that is on the line. And we put pressure on ourselves a lot of times because of so much we want to happen or or we don't want to happen. Now, I actually think this is super cool. I remember Stephen Jackson being like, I make love to pressure. And this is cool when some people take pressure or when they see pressure, they like, I don't even care. Like when they when they see the they're, they're face to face with it and they just they're still cool and calm as the other side of the pillow. But sometimes it can be a bad thing when people are just flat out lazy or unmotivated or they're just like, yeah, I don't care. I, I just don't care. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, why should I even try or it causes people to be delusional? Like, that's not a good way to, to handle pressure. But it is kind of cool when people like in high pressure moments are like, I'm good. I mean, I feel it a little bit, but. They're still just so smooth. And that's what we're going to try to look at today. And as Christians, we can love the pressure. As Christians, we can feel the pressure. We can love the pressure. And we can do this because of Jesus Christ and what he has done for us. But the first thing with managing this pressure, we're going to talk about a few things with managing this pressure, is there are some major questions for you to think about when it comes to managing pressure, feeling the pressure and loving the pressure. And the first thing you got to ask about with this pressure is, why or where is this pressure coming from? Like Michael Jackson had a song, stop pressure and me scream because he felt like people were putting so much pressure on him from so many different avenues. And I know at times we can feel like this, but we truly have to ask ourselves, like, why do I feel this pressure or where is this pressure coming from? Now, I want to look at Jesus and, and how he handled times where he felt pressure and where he was getting pressure from. This is Jesus after he had fed the five thousand. After Jesus had fed the 5,000, this comes from John chapter 6, verse 14 and 15. It says, after the people saw the sign Jesus performed, they began to say, surely this is the prophet 
who is coming to the world. Jesus, look at what Jesus did. He didn't he didn't deny that he was having some pressure. He didn't deny what was really happening. It says Jesus, knowing that they intended to come and make him king by force, withdrew again to a mountain by himself. So where was Jesus getting this pressure from? He was getting it from all these different people. Why? Because he had just performed something and they saw that like Jesus is special and they wanted to use him in a certain way. And the world will put pressure on you. The world is definitely going to put pressure on you to be something or to do something like that. It's just that's just the nature of the world. And what we got to learn from with Jesus in this moment is don't be afraid to withdraw from the world's pressure. Don't be afraid to withdraw from the world's pressure. We usually are immersed in it. Like, and I mean, we're immersed in it based off the things that we watch, based off the things that we listen to or the things that we read, the things that we celebrate, the things that we see get attention that makes and causes us to have more pressure. But what did Jesus do? What did he say? It said Jesus withdrew again to a mountain by himself. So what he really was getting away from, though, were those pressures getting so he could recalibrate so he could refocus so that's just something for us to really remember when we dealing with pressure sometimes we got to withdraw and, and get away from those pressures but first we got to identify those pressures and, and i think at times we have pressures to have certain awards um certain accolades and we got to just see like where is this coming from like oh you know what i've been doing a ton of comparing you know what i've been doing so much comparing man i've been on social media a lot or you know what, man, my sinful nature, I'm, I'm being very, very selfish right now. Like, I got to keep it real with myself. And there's a time where, you know what, our desire for greatness can put more pressure on us. And it's not bad to have a desire for greatness. But when that desire for greatness goes outside of God, that's when we got to start being like, oh, I got to check myself. That That's not good pressure then. Or I, I got to see, I got to refocus and put this on God. First Samuel chapter 18 really brings this to light when when King saw he wanted to be great, but he wanted to do this outside of God. So he was putting some pressures on himself that he shouldn't have put. First Samuel chapter 18, starting at verse six, it says, when the men were returning home after David had killed the Philistine, the women came out from all the towns of Israel to meet King Saul with singing and dancing, with joyful songs and with trembles and lyres. As they danced, listen to what they sang. Saul has slain his thousands and David his tens of thousands. So right there, King Saul had the pressure to, to be great, but he was missing the point that he was great. The Lord still was blessing him. But what was he doing? He, he was comparing. Now, imagine if Saul would have looked at this and said, you know, who cares? Who cares if David is winning? Because you know what that means? That means I'm winning, too. Like he literally forgot about this. Verse eight goes on to say Saul was very angry. This refrain displeased him greatly. They have credited David with tens of thousands, he thought, but me with only thousands. What more can he get? What more can he get but the kingdom? Like, and I see this in sports all the time. I see this in sports all the time. We're like, you know, one player, he's scoring all the points and we still winning. You still scoring. But then they like, man, they get a little jealous. Or, you know what, their parents start talking to them like, you should be this. You should be getting these accolades. You should be getting these awards. And, man, parents, you got to make sure you're not putting that pressure on your kids. Like, when a team wins, everybody wins. So, like, you got to just change your mind sometimes. And I have to tell my athletes all the time, like, when he's scoring, we all are scoring. Because it doesn't say little Johnny has 15. It says the team name has 
15. You know what I mean? So just a, a mindset and, and thing. And, and parents, you got to be really careful about that. The pressure that you put on your kids or sometimes the hating you doing, you don't even know you're doing like low key, but you high key doing it. You high key doing it. All right. Second question for us to think about is what if the pressure you're feeling is coming from God? What if the pressure you are feeling is coming from God? And the big thing you just got to realize why if it's coming from God is that might mean you need to make some changes. You might need to make some changes or this could expose this pressure could expose like who are you really putting your faith and your trust in and who should you really be putting it? In? You should be putting it, putting it in God. And it just reminds us like sometimes we rely on the wrong thing to try to be an outlet. But we have to realize that this pressure can come from God because the spirit of God is within us. And when we do feel this pressure, we got to measure and we got to take it up with with the word of God to see what God's word is saying to say, like, where is this really coming from? Is this coming from my selfish ambition or is this coming from the Lord? And you go with the word and you measure it up like, okay, oh, this is coming from my my sinful flesh. Oh, this is coming from God. I need to make some changes here or or, or there. And then you know what you got to do too many times, especially as good Christian folks. We hold things in and just say, you know what, I'm going to talk about I'm going to talk about this with God. I'm just going to pray with it. And you should do all those things. But something else that we need to do is we need to talk with godly people. Sometimes we actually even need to get some some counseling, some like certified real life counseling. And whenever you do talk to different people and sometimes God will even put different people in your life who might not be deemed as godly. But God will put those people in your life so that you can talk to them about these things. You know what you do? You listen to what they have to say and then you go measure that with the word of God again and you go you go compare it again and like, OK, is this going against what God's word is saying or is this matching the same thing? Because you don't want to get sent off. You, you definitely don't want to get sent off. And then we just got to be reminded when we do go measure and look at God's word, like where are we getting our value from? Our value comes from Jesus Christ and his victory. That's something we always have to be reminded about, something we always have to remember. And one of the the benefits of getting in the word is hearing that truth constantly because we constantly need to hear it. Now, there is this super, super weird balance of like, you know what? Nothing really matters in a way like it doesn't matter about certain choices that you make because God is still good. But then at the same time, everything does matter and, and God is in control. So it's like this this ba this game we almost have to play in our head like it really doesn't matter. I don't know why I'm tripping about this win. And then at the same time, like it does really matter. But at the same time, God is in the control. So it's like all these things encompassed and, and wrapped in, in one. And what I mean by that is like when you look at Matthew 10, verse 29 to 31, every detail does matter. How do we know that? Because it says this are not two sparrows sold for a penny. Yet not one of them will fall to the ground outside your father's care. And even the very hairs of your head are all numbered. So don't be afraid. You are worth more than many sparrows. So this is saying, you know, every detail does matter. But why does it matter? But it just reminds us like God is in control. God is in control. I might not be in control. You ain't in control. But but our heavenly father, he is in control. Matthew 6, verse 25 through 34. That's talking about don't worry. And I'm going to go let you read that on your own. That's Matthew 6, verse 25 through 34. Don't worry. How much do we worry about things that we don't even have control of? Like, we don't need to worry about it. And at the end of the day, God is in control anyways. But then we got Romans 8 verse 28, where it's like some stuff really doesn't matter in a way. And why doesn't it matter? Why don't we have to be perfect in every aspect? It's like God is going to make it all work. The pressure is not on you. What does Romans 8 verse 28 tells us? And we know that in all things, all things, God works for the good of those who love him who have been called according to his purpose. So it's like everything matters, but yet nothing matters, but it all matters because God is in control.
Now, the third thing that I want you to think about, question we got to ask ourselves, especially when we're dealing with pressure, so that we can feel the pressure and we can love the pressure is how do you manage those feelings that are real? Because sometimes them, them feelings are real, real. Like sometimes you they're, they're too real and you're like, man, I feel horrible right now. I think the first thing you have to do is you got to admit that there's actually something there. Sometimes we like, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty good. I'm great, man. I am great. But you're not great. So sometimes you got to be like, man, I'm actually doing pretty bad. I'm actually in a funk right now. And we have to admit that and understand that those feelings are, are actually there and those feelings are, are actually real. And one of the big things we got to do sometimes is like find an outlet. But what do you do when your outlet's not working? I mean, some of the big things is like sometimes just taking a step back, literally taking a deep breath, <sighs> recalibrating yourself, you know, pray, running everything past God, running everything past God. Philippians 4 verse 6 and 7 tells us that run everything past God, find Thanksgiving through that stuff. Sometimes you flat out just you need to get some sleep. You aren't organized. You're running on on, on empty. You're going to be feeling some pressure. You're definitely going to be feeling some pressure. Here's something that I found that's actually pretty cool. When I have felt pressure, sometimes I want to send somebody a message. Sometimes I want to let somebody know something. Sometimes I feel a certain way and I want to act on it. I write down what I'm feeling. I write it down. I literally write it down. I write it down like on a, on a note on my phone. And then what happens is time passes a little bit. Right. And I'm glad I didn't send that message. or I'm glad I didn't act in the way that I wanted to act. And a few days later, I will literally go read that message and be like, man, I don't feel like that at all anymore. Like the time has already passed. I I don't feel that pressure anymore. And one of the beautiful things about writing it down, especially when you keep a catalog of these type of things, you start to look at like, man, my feelings weren't always fact. But in this moment, it definitely felt like it was it was my reality. It was my reality. But we realize is that that stuff changes. But writing it down sometimes and don't go to Facebook and write it down. Don't go to Facebook or, or, or X or Twitter, whatever you want to call it, and write it down there because then you expose it to the whole world. The beauty of writing it down is that you can just see like, all right, I don't necessarily feel like that anymore. And I can see how I actually got over it or how God worked through this. Um, I think having a good outlet. Having some good outlets, and I know at times if the outlet isn't working, that's when you definitely need to talk to somebody. You need to talk to somebody. And that's why I say talk to godly people. Uh, finding a counselor. Compare that with God's word. Compare that with God's truth. Those are some great things, practical things that you can do, especially when you are feeling it. Because them feelings are real, and them feelings be, they be, man, they, they something else sometimes. They get a hold of you. All right, the fourth question that I think we have to look at when we are feeling the pressure is, who are you aiming to satisfy? Who are you aiming to satisfy or what are you aiming to satisfy? And I think about Galatians 6 verse 8. Whoever aims to please the flesh from the flesh will reap what? What they going to reap? Destruction. But whoever aims to please the spirit from the spirit will reap eternal life. So many times we feel pressure. And what do we want to what do we want to please? We want to please ourselves. We want to please our, our flesh. But it tells us in Galatians 6, 6 verse 8. When you aim to please the flesh, what's going to happen? destruction chaos so we're aiming to please the, please the flesh too many times at things and things of the flesh sometimes like the desire to be the best and is of the flesh especially you know it's of the flesh when you want to be worshiped and you want to be praised and you want to get all these words and accolades and things like that if it starts to become selfish and that's where you got to be real with yourself, if you start to become selfish that that's of the flesh selfishness um pride ego those are all things of the flesh. Those are things of the flesh. Now, I want to look at Psalm 118, verse 8 through 9. And we got to realize something with us. Like, 
I, I do this too. We care what others think. And when we care what others think, that can put more pressure on ourselves. Because who doesn't want to be viewed as good or who doesn't want to be liked? But look at what this passage tells us. It says it is better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in humans. So right right now, we got to realize we got to aim to please the right crowd and know the crowd's approval may change for the worse. And you know who sometimes the wrong crowd are? The wrong crowd is your family, some of your closest friends. Sometimes they can be the wrong crowd. Listen to what this pastor said. It is better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in princes. Now, never forget what God thinks and his approval. Like, never forget about God and what he thinks about you and his approval for you. Like, we can go days without hearing God's word, right? We can go days without hearing God's truth. But we really don't go days without hearing the enemy's half-truths and the world's lies. Like, that that's hard for us. Um, look at what Galatians chapter 1 verse 10 tells us. Paul said this. He says, am I trying to win the approval of human beings or of God? Or am I trying to please people? If I were still trying to please people, I would not be a servant of Christ. And we can feel some major pressure at times because we're trying to please the wrong crowd. This is this ain't the way to do it. When you try to please God, more things will be given to you. That's talking about seeking, seeking the kingdom and all these other things will be given to you. Matthew 6, verse 33. Just thinking about that real quick. Now, pressure of the Christian. Sometimes the enemy will lie to you. Our sinful flesh kicks in and the pressure of the Christian is, you know what? You got to be perfect. You have to be perfect. If you're not perfect, you're not really a, a Christian. And sometimes that's where the enemy plays a trick on you. The world plays a trick on you. It says, you know, if you're not perfect, like, why would you want? Why would you? You have to be perfect. Why would you want that stress? Why would you want that burden? Because you just can't do it. You you just can't do it. And you might feel like that's true, but it's not reality. It, it, it is a lie. Now, the comfort that you need, the comfort that you um, need to know is that the perfection doesn't need to be in you. Like it definitely does not need to be in you. Look at what Romans three, verse 24 tells us. It reminds us that we don't need to be perfect and it's comfort in knowing we don't need to be perfect. It says, and all are justified freely by his grace through the redemption that came by Christ Jesus. Look at what Hebrews 10, verse 14 says. It says, for for by one sacrifice, he has made perfect forever those who are being made holy. Faith in Christ makes us right with God. Faith in Christ makes us right with God. You need to do more to be more acceptable is what some people would tell you, though. If you have to gain salvation through works, right, that's high key rejecting the fullness of Christ's death and the Holy Spirit's work, though. When people tell you that message, you need to do more to be accepted by God. Like it's flat out. It's not true. And it's rejecting what Jesus has done. Then. Now, look, at I got to give you one more Ephesians 2 verse 8. And 9. It says, for it is by grace you have been saved. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. So don't feel the pressure because the pressure is, is, is what Jesus did for us. The pressure is taken care of already. Now, we got to have controllable expectations based on controllable commitments. So what I mean by that is our commitment, our expectations need to be based off of things that we actually can control. So I talk to my athletes all the time. If you got an expectation that you're going to score 40 points a game, like that's not that's not controllable at all. Because sometimes the defense switch up, sometimes they do something else on you. But what is your commitment based off? You can control you can control how you're spending your time. You can control what you're allowing yourself to see. You can control what you're reading. You can control what you're listening to. Those are things you actually can control. You can control how much how much you're going to be in the gym. 
But a lot of times we don't have controllable expectations that match controllable commitments. And sometimes we just flat out have to change our expectations because we have expectations that we don't have control over and ultimately really, really, really don't matter. Now, I'm going to wrap this episode up. But as Christians, we have to remember that we can feel the pressure and we can love the pressure because you know what they say about pressure sometimes is pressure can make diamonds pressure is not always a negative thing sometimes pressure is there to get us to make some changes or to get us to rely on jesus and we got to remember something from second corinthians 4 verse starting at verse 8 about pressure it's like we can expect it we can handle it and as christians we can love the pressure because it is starting at second corinthians 4 verse 8 it says we are hard pressed on every side but not crushed perplexed but not in despair persecuted but not abandoned struck down but not destroyed we can always carry around in our body the death of jesus so that the life of jesus may also be revealed in our body so when we have those pressures from the world we need to withdraw and we need to run but when we have other pressures sometimes we gotta look and say "Ooh, thank you this pressure is reminding me i got a savior this pressure is reminding me that i'm not the one who needs to be perfect that that is jesus who was perfect for me Sometimes those pressures are there to remind us we can't do a single thing without our God. And what a true blessing that is. So cast everything on him. Think about where your focus is at. Change some of your expectations and put it all on God. And this is the non-microwave truth. Thanks for joining me on this episode of Feel the Pressure. Love the Pressure. Share this episode with a person. Hit the five star. Leave a review. Hit the like button. Peace Punch, Captain Crunch. Say no to drugs and yes to Jesus. I am out.